0: baby boomer tales housekeeping <laughs> housekeeping <laughs> why are we having housekeeping what has gone on here why are you guys interrupting my podcast i thought i told you only when something was important it is important jim you made a mistake last week yeah you made a mistake yeah What mistake did I make? I just did a podcast. You said that you were the international president. I said I was the local chapter president. At first, Jim. But then you made it sound like you were the president. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, I'm sorry, guys. I really didn't mean to mislead anybody. You know what they say. You're only important in your own mind. Yeah. I, on the other hand, am a genius in my own mind. <laughs> well, I apologize to anybody who thought that I was the big president. When in fact I was just a local chapter president. Thank you, Jim. Your humbleness makes us happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Get out of here now. I've got business to attend to. Thanks for keeping me on the up and up. Now for my favorite song of the week. In 1959, Danny Dill and Mara John Wilkin, Wrote the country ballad Long Black Veil. It was originally recorded by Lefty Frizzell. It is told from the point of view of a man falsely accused of murder and executed. He refuses to provide an alibi since on the night of the murder he is having an extramarital affair with his best friend's wife. Lefty's version reached number six on the Billboard Hot Country and Western chart. Others that have recorded this great haunting song are Johnny Cash in 1969, The Band in 1968, others are the Kingston Trio, Burl Ives, Joan Baez, New Riders of the Purple Sage, The Chieftains with Mick Jagger, Dave Matthews Band, Johnny Rivers, The Birds, Bill Monroe, Hank Williams, Michael Nesmith, Jerry Garcia, Bruce Hornsby, and Chris Ledoux. Now, just between you and me, it almost sounds like the guy was set up. Did his best friend kill somebody and he was framed for murder? If that's the case, instead of that lady walking the hills... At night, grieving and wondering, she should be sitting in the jail. Just my opinion. Of course, that wouldn't have made a very good song then. You might find what you need and more at Homer Kate's General Store. You might find what you need and more at Homer Kate's General Store. Hey, Homer, when's the last time you had a customer? Yeah, Homer, when do you think anybody's going to come in and buy something? Now, Jerry, Gator Earl, you don't worry about that one little bit. You just let me worry about it. I worry about it enough because Katie will be asking me the same questions like, Homer, did you turn the open sign around and, instead of closed? when you came in this morning or Homer did you unlock the door or Homer were you sleeping in the back room or Homer I told you that when someone comes in be nice she says all those things you know I imagine Katie does there Homer she has to keep you on the up and up yes sirree Jerry she does her best isn't it nice out here on the porch? Man, I could just sit here and take myself a little nap. Yeah, well, Homer, if you did that, Katie'd probably catch you and she would know why you didn't have any customers. Yeah Homer, like she's onto to you anyway. Now you guys, you should be nice to me. Here I am, extending all my good hospitality and offering you a chair and selling you grape knee high at a discounted price and all you can do is make fun of my business skills well i tell you what i know a thing or three about business you know it's almost september almost september summers almost over we went down to Queen town the other day and went to a Mac. McDonald's and you know what? Now they have a hamburger called the Happy Meal and it comes in a box. I like those little hamburgers. I can eat five or six of them no problem whatsoever and Katie doesn't have to cook. But now it's a Happy Meal and they say that it's for kids. Well, I asked Kitty if she wanted one she said no. Of course, she's not getting any younger, I guess. Anyway, next thing you know, they'll be putting a toy in that box. Ha ha ha. Oh, what will they think of next? Anyway, you know what? You know what, Jerry? What's that, Homer? Catch. Catch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay, what is the silver dollar? It's not just a silver dollar, Jerry. It's a Susan B. Anthony silver dollar. Let me see that, Jerry. Here you go Gator Earl. Ooh. You ever seen one of those? They were just released in July. Yep, they were just released in July. And this is the new silver dollar. It looks smaller than the old silver dollars. I've got some in a coffee can and when I put old Susan B. Anthony in there. I'll check it out and see if there's any difference in the size. Well, Homer, how much you think this is worth? <laughs> what do you mean, Jerry? It has to be worth three or four dollars. It's brand new. Uh, Homer, I think it's worth a dollar. Where am I going to put that in my cash register? I don't even know. That's why I'm going to put it in a coffee can coffee cans where it belongs not in my cash register i bet somebody else tried to pawn another one of these off on me and that's okay at least i have a savings account anyway homer this is like the last day of august i could get used to just sitting here you and me and gator earl and sparky yeah jerry now tomorrow the labor day holiday starts and I hope I get some business so Katie won't keep bothering me about unlocking the door and turning the sign around. Next thing you know she'll want me to wash the windows. When I was a kid growing up in that little Hometown of mine in North Central, Colorado, Rocky Mountains. I worked at my dad's grocery store quite often. When I first started working there, when I was just a little kid, I wasn't really qualified to do too much. So I'd have to pick up cigarette butts out of the gravel parking lot. That was back in the day when almost everybody and their brother and their mother smoked. And I'd have to pick those up, my brother John and I, and we'd chase each other around with those red cigarette butts, you know, the ones ladies would smoke. Their lipstick make those ends of those cigarette butts all red, and they were gross to us boys. That's a fact. As I got older, though, I started to qualify for more important jobs. One of them was separating pop bottles. Now there was a deposit on a glass pop bottle back in those days. And people would bring them in and there would be Pepsi bottles and Coke bottles and those little 7-Up bottles all in the same box. They brought them in. I think we gave them two cents a piece back on their deposit. Possibly three cents. I can't really remember. It was almost about half as much as a pop cost. Pops were a nickel at one time. That's when the Cokes were smaller than the Pepsis and the 7-Ups were, I think, smaller than the Coke. But we'd have to separate all those, the Dr. Pepper and the Duffies. Remember Duffy's Soda Pop, have to separate those Duffy's Soda Pops. And we'd separate all the Cokes together, all the 7-Ups together, all the Dr. Peppers together, all the Pepsis together, and like I said, all the Duffies I can't remember if Shasta came in glass bottles or if they just came in tin cans, but it'd take a long time, and we'd have these little flat crates that the pop would sit in, and that was one of my jobs. Another job of mine was burning the trash down in the basement. Every Thursday, we get the AG truck come in, and we'd unload that truck, and Dutch and Mrs. Doppelmeyer and Bev and... Yvonne they'd cut the tops off the boxes so they could stock the shelves with the product inside the box they'd throw that box top down the basement and we'd have to burn those box tops in the old coal furnace down there we'd use the boxes though to box your groceries unless you asked for a sack you got a box and my job was to box up the groceries and carry them out to the car for the person or down the street to Mrs. Dumas or back to the street just to the north of us to Peggy. We'd have to deliver groceries you know. Well another job was candling eggs. You'd stick a light bulb behind an egg and see if it had been fertilized or not. Now I was never really put in charge of doing that. I remember Dutch would always do that. Dutch, this man that worked for my dad. My dad bought the store from Dutch and his brother Lefty. And then Dutch proceeded to work for us all the years my dad had that store. So Dutch would do the canning, but I was kind of like I'd help him. I'd say, what about this egg, Dutch? And these eggs would come in a great big wooden box with layers of eggs. And then we'd break them down and put them into uh, little boxes that held a dozen eggs. And maybe I did that, but probably not because I would drop an egg and there go the profit. So Dutch was in charge of all that. Another job I had was I had to oil the cucumbers. They don't do that anymore. And When you try to put a cucumber into one of those flimsy little plastic bags that are on that roll right above the vegetables at the grocery store, you like to never get that cucumber down there because it sticks in the plastic. Well, my dad had us take vegetable oil, and we'd oil down every darn cucumber there was. He'd say, boys, go oil the cukes. And we'd have to oil those cucumbers before we put them out on the shelf for people to buy. Now, we couldn't put too much oil on them and make it messy. So we'd have to kind of rub them down and then take a rag and make sure they weren't all sloppy and all that stuff. And we were pretty sloppy, get it, over, get it all over us, you know what I mean? Don't see that anymore. You don't see those cucumbers oiled down. Another thing you don't see, and this is a big point of contention with me, and I don't understand why they don't do it. At least the grocery store I shop at, they don't do it at all. And that's shucking the onions. These onions have a skin on them that just falls off and messy and goes everywhere. When you buy a sack of onions anymore in those red mesh sacks, they never shucked one onion at all. Maybe if you go buy the bigger onions, it cost a little more. They're halfway shucked, but we'd have to shuck them so you'd never have a skin one. What you do to shuck them is you take an onion and you put it in the palm of your hand. And you take your other hand and put the palm of that over and you kind of rub it real quick. And that skin would fall off. Then you could put it in the box to take it out onto the shelf there with other onions in the produce department. I kind of miss those shucked onions. My wife gets tired of me talking about it because every time we buy a bag of onions and it's half skins in that bag, it takes me back to when I was shucking onions and oil and cucumbers and sorting pot bottles and burning box tops down in the basement in that old coal furnace. I'd also have to sweep the sidewalk, sweep the back room. Dutch swept the main part of the store though. That was kind of, he was in charge of that. I guess it's because he'd sweep it better than what we would. I miss old Dutch. I believe he worked for the people that bought the store from my dad, old Mr. Ed. Later, Dutch went up to the ski area and worked up there. When you talk about quality in a man that worked for you, you have to put Dutch at the head of the row. They don't make them like old Dutch anymore. Guaranteed. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to our Boomers General Store, links to where you can purchase our book, Got a Job, links to our podcast, where you can find it at your favorite podcast provider. You can email us at babyboomertales at gmail.com. Kindness should be first in a person's mouth, actions, and heart. The world would be a better place if we all followed that little rule. I'll be back next Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Peace out, Girl Scout.